Alex and Laura and a financial advisor walk into a bar. Well, then what happens, Dave? Well, the question comes out, you know, what's 2023 going to bring for business owners and consumers? Ah, it's a big year. It's a big year. I think the big thing that jumps out to me is that uh, we have some certainty now. We know sort of what's ahead of us. There's lots of challenges, <laughs> but we, we know what they are. You know, last year and the year before, we had no idea. We, You know, we're shut down. We're not shut down. COVID's over. It's still going. It's the new future. It's not the new future. It was all very confusing. And I think this will be the year businesses can plan and households can plan and can know what's ahead of them, albeit those things, there are some challenges ahead, I think. Yeah, yeah. look, I, I don't disagree. I mean, I just think, yes, there, there's an element of certainty around there, but I think it's probably the most topical stuff at the moment is inflation and interest rates. Yeah. Like as a business owner. Yeah. I mean, I, I just, to me, that is so topical at the moment. Every, and I think it's not just in Australia, it's globally. Everyone's talking about yeah. it. You know, we were told in, in late 2023, no interest rates until 2022, no interest yeah. rate increases until yeah. 2024. Yeah. And we've now had nine increases. Um, it'll yeah. be kind of interesting to see where it goes. But, I mean, my view on that is that inflation is going to continue, mm-hmm. no qualms about it, and interest rates are going to continue to go up. Like it is yeah. probably the, only way the, the yeah. easy money. We, and. It's interesting when you talk to people, they go, oh, but interest rates are flying up. I'm like, no, 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 I take it a different perspective on that. My view is that interest rates are normalising. Yeah. They were so low for such a long so period long. of time that it was yeah. just such easy money for a lot of people. It's like, no, 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 we're kind of coming back into a normal position and unfortunately there are some people that have only ever really seen cheap money. Like it's yeah, just- and I think you do just get used to it. You know, I certainly did. I thought, oh, you know, the good times are going to keep rolling forever. <laughs> Get in, everyone. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. But obviously, if you're sensible about it, you're putting aside some money and planning for the future. But not everybody's doing that, and not everybody can do that. You know. Yeah. Look, I do think. I mean, you know, as we're talking about the topic for today, is what will 2023 bring for business owners and consumers? That, that is definitely one scenario. I think you know one aspect is for those that purchased, for instance, real estate with a mortgage attached during the pandemic, unfortunately, some of them may be in a position that they've got negative equity coming into the property because it, it potentially has dripped a bit. Yeah. But also, you know, you've got those that locked in some really quite cheap money, you know, sub 2% interest yeah. rate for three to a five-year period, that they're moving from a 2% or sub 2%, but they're probably closer to a 5 or 6% mm-hmm. interest rate. And I think if people hadn't been building that buffer, it's going to be a real challenge. Yeah. For both consumers and, you know, the business owners, because also a lot of the time you've got the business owner that potentially have used, especially if they started a business, they may have their principal place of residence as security for their business debt as well. Yeah. yeah, yeah Business debt's starting to blow out. Yeah. You know, business debt's already at 8 9%. Yeah, you might have had a few tough years, depending on the type of business you are. Correct. Us, a lot of our clients have done very well through COVID. They've yep. travelled yep. as normal because of their industry, and others yep. have obviously fallen off a cliff, and others probably somewhere in between. And so there's plenty of businesses around who struggled a bit for the last few years, so the business hasn't been returning what it used to, and their their, their primary place of residence is their, is their security for the you know business loans or whatever, and that's now becoming more expensive. And then inflation and you know labour shortages and all these other things are all, all stacking up, so it just becomes a tight you know, you, you've got to tighten your belt across the board for a lot of people who were yeah, previously yeah. doing quite well and who now are just, you know, the, the, they say you've got to save your money for a rainy day and people say, well, it's raining. <laughs> yeah, and it's, you know, I, look, I do think there is definitely a lot of discussion around this cliff 
that, yeah. that, that will flow through. I think there's been a bit of a lag. Um, yeah. I know I've been talking to a few people over the last couple of weeks and, and they there is a real sense around there that that discretionary spend, you know, has mm. kind of mm. just dialed back mm. a little bit. I mean, you've got, um, you know, JB Hi-Fi was out this week saying we're seeing it in that in that discretionary right. spend. You know, I've just been talking to different people and they said, oh, yeah, it was that e-commerce space during COVID was just fantastic. You know, we were moving stock like there was no tomorrow yeah. and that's definitely coming back. Yeah. They said we're having to really kind of manage yeah. that. That's interesting. You know? I've heard that too. But then if you go, like if you wander around the city and have a look in the restaurants, they're all full, right? Yes, people the are, you know, spending their right. money. Just, like people aren't, aren't at home, you know, cooking pasta and rice. They're, they're out dining out yeah, and they're you know, buying yeah. used cars. Like nobody can't get a used car. And, and luxury cars, you know, are all being, being sold out. You know, there's a huge waiting list on, on, car, on new cars. So people are, and maybe they're just not going to Europe or, or haven't gone to Europe for a while, so they're going to spend their money on something else. Look, I don't disagree. I think there is definitely two camps. There are people that have been, you know, the business has been fantastic over COVID. Mm. You know, they, they, their business is good or they've been paid really well. Mm. You know, they've managed their, you know, funding or debt position mm. over the COVID period. And so they do have a little bit of a buffer. And even if interest rates for them come back, they're not excessively geared yep. in, into yep. that principal asset. Yep. And so from their point of view, they're like, well, it's not really that there's, that's such an issue. But, and I agree with you. You ring some of these restaurants to book and be like, uh, yes, thank you, Mr. Martin. That will be um, April, first week of yeah, April yeah, when yeah, you yeah. take your booking. I'm yeah, like, what? Yeah. It's February. Yeah. You know, so yeah. I do think people, but I do think also I am hearing um, anecdotally information from people that's, that they're saying, look, yes, we've because we've had some of these bookings for dinners yeah. and they've gone and even they've said, Oh my God, it was so expensive. You know, we've walked right. out of there. It was a beautiful meal. I mean, a yeah. really good night, yeah. but it was 150 or 200 bucks a head. Yeah. And they're like, yeah. five or six. Wow. Yeah. Like, I'm, yeah. yeah. You know, I'm happy to, I'm happy to spend. Yeah. But, you know, it was meant to be a, a nice sort of casual sort of dinner and it, and it's blown out now. Yeah. Maybe the, the way that they drink may have, you know, helped a little <laughs> yeah, bit. But there's no doubt about it. Just to eat. Going out to eat is more expensive. Yeah. I mean, I've yeah. got four kids and we take yeah. let's go out to dinner. Yeah, yeah. I used to be able to do it for sort of two hundred. I reckon we'd struggle to get out the door before three fifty. Yeah, yeah. Even if you're having a sort of casual meal. Yeah, like it's yeah. just got more expensive. So I just I think um definitely those days of that easy I'll just do it. Well you think I mean, I don't know, are you a are you a coffee drinker as you head out in, in the you know the the alleys of Melbourne as you wander the streets. I am, the, yeah, I do. I do enjoy a coffee, and they are going up. Yeah, yeah. someone said to you the other day they went and got a coffee, and it was like six dollars or six yeah, fifty yeah. for a coffee. Yeah, well, that reminds me of road trips to uh, to Uluru and going along the way, and you go to roadhouses in the middle of nowhere, and you get. The worst coffee you've ever had for about seven dollars fifty. I started buying, <laughs> I started buying those, um, sh- like a like a milkshake, you know, a coffee milkshake, whatever they are. They're really yeah, bad. Yeah, yeah. But you're like, yeah. well, I'd rather have one of them and uh, than than have this this you know dirty water that they're selling for seven fifty in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, but now yeah, you're doing yeah. that in Melbourne, you know. So yeah, it's um, ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, you know, look, I mean, the topic. Yeah, so the topic for today again, we were sort of just talking about what will twenty twenty three bring for for business yeah. owners and consumers. Yeah, and I, and I do think there's almost a point where for anyone, there's nowhere to hide. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. 
Um, and it does oh, affect really? people differently, but, yeah, I mean, it's all out there. Well, you're just seeing it. Go to the yeah. supermarket. I mean, and I love the way the supplies to the supermarkets, you know, they're like, no, no, we've maintained that price point. Yes, but you've shrunk the packaging. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, this is the thing that really strikes me about what, what's ahead for the, this year. It, is, it's, it's a collective. There's, you know, there's going to be there's labour shortages, there's higher interest rates, which and it seems to be associated with that. There's poorer access to finance. You can borrow less, you know. There's supply chain, you know, interruptions, and they're all coming together. So when you go to a restaurant, you're getting affected by the supply chain interruptions because they might be closed or, or they might be, if they are open, they might be charging more. You're getting affected by the, the you know, the, the um, labour shortages, the supply chain issues, things aren't available, whatever. You're getting affected, you know, by the cost of all of those things are collecting so that, you're, you know, you're spending 350 bucks for a meal instead of $200. Mm. Um, and it all, it all kind of, it's got a multiplier effect, you know. Oh, look, I agree. And, and, you know, it doesn't really matter. You can turn around and say, I'm going to cut some of my spending. Yeah. I mean, we got a a, a, um, notification from our utility provider that said, we just want to let you know, based upon your current usage at home, we're anticipating a a minimum $1,500 increase in your bills for the next 12 months. Mm. Now, you multiply that through every household, and that was just for gas, that didn't include electricity. Yeah. You multiply that across the board, you know, and this is where I think, you know, for more so probably for business owners is there's definitely going to be challenges ahead. They're yeah. just different all the time. Yeah. But the big one will be how do you maintain your margin Yeah, in your yeah. business? Great question. You know, you can go, oh, I've got to cop this, I've got to. It's like, no, no, so there will be this increase in prices that will need to get passed through because if you're getting a, 15, 20, 30% increase in your input costs, that no business can continue to maintain that, that um, sale mm. price mm. if their input costs have gone up. And that's a big challenge that we see with a lot of people is they're not as close to their input costs as they perhaps should be mm. or they don't really understand their margin as well as they should. Mm. And so all of a sudden it's like, yeah, well, you know, trade, so trade's pretty good, you know, we're... Top line's good. It's like, yeah, but let's look at the bottom line. What what are your yeah. input costs? And I, and I think that's going to be one of the big things for business owners is mm. being across their numbers. Mm. How How is my margin being affected and can I continue to pass through, if mm. appropriate, price mm. increases? Because there's a point yeah. where you say, I can't keep absorbing this because I'll go out of business. Yeah, I think that's a great point. I talk to clients all the time who who really are obsessed with their revenue. You know, the revenue, revenue, revenue. Oh, you know, yep. business is up. I've got more revenue. That's great. You know, but their costs are going up, and perhaps some of their products they've they've got a good margin on. Some of them don't. Some of their services have got a good margin. Some of them don't, and they don't really understand the difference. And so the first the first point is knowledge. You've got to understand what your inputs are in relation to each of your lines of business. You know, it might be you're making money over here, and you should just stop doing that altogether, or it might yep. be that you focus on you know, lifting the margins in the underperforming ones or whatever it is. But really, a lot of that comes down to pricing, getting the, the pricing right. And I think the, the second part, first part's knowledge, but the second part is then you sort of got to have the, the skills to, um, whether that's legal skills, getting your contracts right, or, or the, the guts, if you like, the communication skills to talk to your customers and explain why prices have got to go up if, if they do. And I think yeah. a lot, I mean, a lot of customers are more more open to it. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, and I, and I think there's got to be the confidence. It's that, that mm. you know, if you're delivering a product or service that you, yeah. you know, ha- have a belief in um, mm. and you provide a quality service or product, 
Like there's a point where you go, why should I take on all of this risk, tie up all of my capital in a business that is not making me any money? Like yeah. there is no point in doing that and, and potentially you may lose some customers. There's, that's always yeah. That risk is always there. But yeah. I don't think that matters whether you're increasing your prices or not. You've got to make sure you're getting that commensurate reward for the risk that you're taking and, yeah. and you've got to be open and and be comfortable, and I, and I agree with you from a legal contract point of view, sometimes it's, you know, you can only pass through a price increase every 12 months. Yeah. Some of them are on a fixed. I mean, we look at the building trade. You know, yeah. how many people are these buildings that all of a sudden, yeah. you know, fixed contracts, and now they're like, oh, my God, yeah. what are we going to do? So it's those sorts of things that I think the challenges yeah. for the business is, you know, again, staff, making sure your customers and you communicate with them. And yeah. forewarn them because they will yeah. be receiving price increases for their, you know, businesses as well. So they'll be aware that, you know, there may be a requirement to upload increases. Yeah. That, that, well, these long-term contracts in construction have been a real problem, but in, in other areas as well, you think, oh, long-term contract, good thing, right? You've got to, you know, yep. secure customer for a long time and it actually adds to value to your business if you want to sell it and all that sort of stuff. Yep. But if you don't in the contract have some price increases or some mechanism to review. Sounds like your recording might have stopped, Alex, but anyway. Look, we were just talking about the businesses having to stay close and understanding the margin. Yeah. Like it just, you know, as we talk about, you know, what will 2023 bring for consumers and business owners is very much that focus on, you know, what's happening with some of the fixed contracts of builders and if that hasn't happened and, and can you then go and negotiate? Like it's just being aware of, you know, all of those circumstances for your business. It's really hard for some people to go, oh, but it's always just ticked along. Well, yeah. now there's a point that the impacts of, I mean, I do think, I mean, the RBA governor was, was um, you know, in front of the, the government Senate's committee yesterday and he's, I mean, part of his commentary was around just a lot of people don't understand the impact of and, and the severity of inflation can have on an economy. Like, yeah, it's been so good for so long. Yeah. I was talking to someone before and said, really, there's a lot of people that, I mean, the really last really heavy econ- um, recession we had was back in the sort of late 80s, early 90s. Yeah. Now, there's a lot of people that are running businesses. They weren't. They, they wouldn't be aware of that. If you're in your mid to late 40s, you wouldn't. A lot of people just haven't seen. I mean, I know. So you sit there. You know, I remember, remember it. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. I, we, I mean, oh, I've, inflation's never really been a big issue for me. I, I read about it in economics class at uni, but uh, I haven't really. It hasn't made any difference. Really, this is probably the the, the most difference it's ever made to me in my life. And I've read about, you know, the Weimar Republic in Germany and all this hyperinflation <laughs> and, you know, um, wheelbarrows full of cash and all this sort of stuff. Yeah. And, and it, you know, devalued by the time you got it to the bank to put it in the, in the, the in your savings account or whatever. But uh, I, it's never really been a big deal for me, I think, because of my, my age group. But, uh, you know, I think the Reserve Bank governor is talking about, when he talks about inflation, it's about real things that could affect people. It, Absolutely, know, really affect people. You know, the idea that he's put up interest rates sort of flippantly, I think, is unfair. Yeah, like we we, we need to normalise the, the the interest rates, and mm. you know, we need to. So, I mean, I don't think inflation will be as high as it is going to be overseas, US and Europe. I think the impact will be probably a bit worse over there from an economic point yeah. of view. I think you know, yeah. Australia will, will be okay, but we're definitely going to come back into a period where you know, my view is that you know, it will be a slightly more difficult. Period. But that's also an opportunity to kind of reassess what you're doing, what are you doing with your business, what are you doing with mm. your life. Do you know what I mean? It's not, yep. 
It's not all doom and gloom. You know, yeah. part of it is it's like, you know what, are there some things that we've learned over the last couple of years that I could um, continue to put through and, and, and focus on yeah. that will be really good for me as an individual but also for my business and also, you know, for the team that we've, we've built? Yeah. As much as there are some real challenges, yeah. <laughs> pardon me, there is definitely some upside and it's like, you know, are we running a better business? Are we enjoying the business that we're doing? And are we having or do we have some customers that really, if they don't want to accept the price increase because we need to do that, you know what? We're Let's go elsewhere. Them. I mean, yeah, you, yeah. You, could, you could use the same example when China turned around and said, well, we're not taking the, the um, imports from the exports from Australia. Yeah. A lot of people are going, okay, no problem. We'll go find other markets. Yeah. And now that China's opened up a little bit more, People are going, yeah, I don't, I don't know really that we want to continue to trade as to the extent that we did. You know, you can yeah. kind of go off and do some other We've stuff. Got other so, options. You know, I, yeah. I just think it's not all doom and gloom. It just will yeah. be different. Yeah, I think COVID has helped us and this, this sort of time of uncertainty has helped us develop stronger businesses and, and think outside the box, you know, whether that's working from home, working hybrid, whether it's working more for our better customers, understanding our margins better. They're all good business practices anyway and, and you know, this has kind of forced us to do that. If we do now less work for our better customers or, sorry, less work overall but more work for our better customers, we might make a better margin and do less work, spend more time with our family, you know. Correct. And, and because you're working from home, you might be spending even more time. I mean, that's that's a win-win, you know. Well, that's uh, what I'm saying. You know, I, I don't I don't think it's all as bad as everyone. It, look, it, and that's what I keep saying to people, it is going to be different and it is going to be a challenge. I think the next 12 to 18 months will be, yeah. you know, there's some new experiences that people would have never have either seen, felt or heard before. Yeah, right. Yeah. But just, yeah. you know, it's an unfamiliar territory. There's a little bit of the unknown, you know, but again, that can also give you an opportunity to sit back and reflect and kind of go, well, you know what? What could we do, and and how can we look at our business going forward? And as an as a you know as an individual, what would I like to do differently along the way? Yeah, yeah. Well, and I've got to put my legal hat on and say you got to make sure you're looking at your contracts and you're doing your yeah. You know, you know, you know who your good customers are, and you make sure that they've got they're, they're paying you quickly, and that they're yep. you know that they're that you're getting the value out of them. That there's a decent margin, and that you don't if you've got a long term contract that you're able to review it and all that sort of stuff. I think as a lawyer, I've got to tell everyone make sure yeah because I've seen I mean, we've got the customers, we've got our own clients who've had long term customers, and they've really. They've, they've fixed a price that maybe went for five years for, say, a big architecture project or whatever it yep. was. And, uh, and by the, you know, the fourth and the fifth year, they're doing it for free. Doing, yeah, that's right. And, and, and really, it was a, a problem with the legal contract. If they'd made it more flexible, then they would have, would have been doing a lot better. And that's impacted their life. Then, you know, they're working really hard for nothing. I mean, if you go to work every day and slave away and then, and don't have anything to show for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And even if you love the work you're doing, it's still like, Ooh. But I think you raised a really important point there before is um, your debtors. Like that is a, that's an early warning indicator. Like be across your debt collection. Like do not let it just drift, you know, oh, look, I'll, yeah, I'll chase them up next week. You, that would be one really strong piece of advice I would give to people is keep on top of your debtors. And if people are starting to drift then you just need to stay close to those customers from that perspective. 
Now, I think we've got to wrap it up here, Alex, because I think you better your technology is giving you a bit of grief again. But anyway, let's we'll close it out. So, look, we just we'll, we'll close out. So, I want to thank Alex from Tourist Legal Management, and he can be contacted via LinkedIn at Alex Martin or via the website touristlawyers.com. I'd also like to thank myself, David Murdoch, the wealth activist from Paxton Bridge. I can also be contacted via LinkedIn at David Murdoch or via the website paxtonbridge.com. So thank you once again for your time and we look forward to the next discussion. Keep safe. Thanks.